Welcome back to Photo Work. We've got part two with fashion photographer Emily Teague, who has partnered with such companies as Capture One, Flickr, and Smug Mug. In this episode, she talks about how she shoots fashion editorials as well as retouching do's and don'ts. Stay tuned. Enjoy. In pursuit of your photography career, you have lived in both New York City and LA. Yeah. Can you kind of compare and contrast the photography yeah. industries yeah. there? Yeah, specifically, which is better? Oh. <laughs> East Coast or West Coast? Yeah, um, I feel like as a West Coast native, like I have to say. You know, um, I think I'm, just, I'm figuring that out right now. I love them both, and they're really different. I keep thinking, like, God, it would be so nice if they were three hours away from each other, and I could just, like, hop on a train oh easily, God, go back and wishes forth. that right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Um, as far as the photography industries go, it does seem New York is better for fashion. And so as far as my own choices, looking at this like big picture, I do feel drawn to New York right now. Um, but also LA has celebrities. Mm -hmm. um, so like if you're interested in celebrity portraiture, um, you know, LA is the way to go. Mm -hmm. And I, I think that would be great, but I, I don't think I'm at that level yet where I'm ready for that. Um, I think definitely I want to focus on fashion for a while longer. So I think for me, New York will probably be the next step. I'm, I'm in the process of deciding that right now. Mm -hmm. And then I think long-term settling down, I think I see myself in LA. Um, also like avocados, Mexican food. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it is, I'm still in that process of figuring out the differences in the industry mm -hmm. and I can see them little bits. Um, and even just the way that people talk or interact, mm -hmm. um, it's been really, it's been interesting to see that. So yeah. If you had to give yourself advice, but to your younger version of you, what would you say to that mm -hmm. Emily? One, be resilient. Um, you know, we, we've talked a little bit about the industry and how there's the helpers and the people that are not so helpful. Um, I, I think I took a lot of shit early on um, just because I was like, oh, you know, it, it's fine. Like, don't worry about it. Um, and I think if I could go back, there's just so, <laughs> so much that I would have stood up for myself for. Mm -hmm. um, and that's been a really big one. But also, you know, I think to not be so intimidated. Um, I think I feel that that feeling comes very easily to me. And it's easier now to recognize, okay, I'm feeling intimidated. This is a good thing. I should pursue that intimidation. Uh -huh. And I think earlier on, I was starting to feel that, but there was a lot of things where maybe I told myself, okay, I'm not capable of doing that. Um, and unfortunately, it's changed to, I'm gonna try to do this mm -hmm. and I might fail, but I'll learn in the process. Mm -hmm. So resilience. Yeah, resilience. Mm -hmm. Resilience and, and standing up for yeah, myself. Don't take shit. Don't take no shit. <laughs> <laughs> you recently had an amazing opportunity to do an exclusive editorial for Fashion Gone Rogue. Yeah, that should be coming out this month. Um, yes. So I'm really excited about that. There was a stylist in New York uh, who my roommate put me in touch with, and she was, I, I don't know if it was she contacted me or I contacted her, but somehow my roommate put us in touch and was like, you guys need to work together. And she was brilliant. And so she does regular contributing to them. And so she told me very quickly, I, she was like, hey, let's shoot something. I was like, yeah, let's do it. She's like, send me a mood board. And I had one ready that I sent her. And she's like, great, this is similar to a mood board I have. And so she sent me one back with, my images and her images mixed together. It was really cool. I was like, whoa, okay, yeah. Um, wow. I never had that experience before. Like, I think at least in the past as a photographer, especially for any kind of test shoot, like we're in charge, right? Mm -hmm. And I like that. Like, I definitely like my control. Um, and so at first I was like, huh, like, okay. <laughs> um, and she definitely like, she kind of took a lot more charge in the shoot. Like when I, 
wrote to agencies, um, I would get my packages of models back, mm-hmm. and then I would go to her and be like, so, uh, what do you think? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and normally, like, it's just entirely me making those decisions. So it was a new experience. I think it was a good challenge for myself to step back a little bit mm-hmm. um, and be like, okay, I need her opinion on this too, because, um, you know, clearly she knows what they want. And it was great. And just another reminder for myself that, like, working with really talented teams in New York has been fantastic. I think one of the things I've decided this this year is I need to pursue just the most talented teams I can get. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that, that's been really helpful as well. What's been a really big thing that's recently helped you elevate your work? I would say definitely working with really talented stylists. Um, that's been major for me. I mean, I... I had been working with some designers, a couple of stylists when I was younger, um, but doing it consistently now and working with like really quality level stylists has been a huge game changer for me. I'm like, how do I go back? <laughs> um, yeah, I would say that's such a, a key person on my team now that I need them, especially if I'm shooting an editorial. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I don't want to do that without a stylist. <laughs> a good yeah. one. Mm-hmm. And what is a big tip for getting a stylist on board with your shoot. Yeah, so I recently learned this little secret. The way to get stylists is through publications. Promise them a publication where they can get a pull letter and you've got them. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it is like, as we said earlier, Mm -hmm. um, stylists are kind of like unicorns. Mm -hmm. Like it's really hard to find them and to get them to agree to a test shoot because they're so sought after by so many photographers. Mm -hmm. There's a million of us Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and not so many of them. Yeah. If I could, if I could interject mm-hmm. for our newer viewers, what is a pull letter? Oh, uh, so basically, a pull letter. Um, you go to a magazine and you say, or either they come to you, you come together, mm-hmm. um, and you agree to shoot this editorial for them, and they give you a pull letter where you can go around to different studios um, and say, "Hey, I need these clothes. Here's my pull letter," um, and they'll give you those clothes. And then, um, do you have to have a mood board before? Before even getting the pull letter. Yeah. Yeah. Um, definitely the more information, the better. Mm-hmm. So if you can say who your team is, if you show them the mood board, it would be as specific as possible um, to make sure that it kind of matches the magazine style uh, as well. Along with being an amazing photographer, you're also an awesome retoucher. Thank you. So we wanted to touch <laughs> on some basic do's and don'ts with retouching. Yeah, I mean, the thing with Photoshop, and this might be a little bit of a ramble, but the thing with Photoshop is, you know, there's 500 ways to do everything, right? Mm-hmm. Which can be really good and can be really bad. Um, as far as common mistakes I see, I think a lot of people they discover frequency separation. They're like, this is incredible. And it is. And they're like, let's take this to a whole new extreme. And it's like all the skin is like flat. And, <laughs> you know, yes, you want skin to be soft. Um, but there's there's ways to do that where you still have your texture. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think a lot of times with, with frequency separation, it just turns into this like weird looking alien skin mm-hmm. kind of thing. Um, at least for me, the way that I do it um, is a, a mix of like clone stamp, um, spot removal and a lot of dodge and burn like a ton of dodge and burn dodge and burn all day <laughs> um and and that way you know you're, you're keeping your your texture there um and you, there's a ton you can do with dodge and burn I think when I first started using it years ago I was like oh great I'm gonna use this for like contouring the face um and I'll still do that but also like you can remove spots like you can enhance makeup you can get rid of uh, little marks um you can even out skin tones it's really pretty great (laughs) so those are the 
So all those are the do's, right? Yeah. What are the major, and then the major don't is don't go uh, overboard. Don't go with, overboard. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, the goal is to, of course, enhance the beauty and make it a little more um, how you would see someone in person. Because when, when you look at someone, we skip over all these little details. Like maybe I have a little mark right there, but you don't see it. But when you go to a photo, like that's the first thing your eyes go to. Um, and especially depending on if you're doing portrait photography, of course, you want it to look realistic while enhancing the beauty. Mm -hmm. um, as far as don'ts, I would, yeah, don't go overboard. Um, skin should be soft, but not that soft. <laughs> uh, don't make those eyes too white. Um, don't go overboard with the liquify tool. Um, yeah, yeah, I would say mostly the most common mistakes I see in retouchers that are starting out is going too far with liquefying, especially if there's like a line behind them and they like are pushing the waist and the line starts like warping towards them. Um, you know, watch for that. Mm -hmm. uh, also don't, don't liquefy too much, um, you know, and making skin way too soft, making eyes way too bright. Um, I think those are the biggest things that I would watch out for. So we asked um, people online, people on Instagram, for some questions for you. So we have some audience questions. And from at brand Nicole Photo. That's my girl. <laughs> she wanted to know, what is your, what is your dream client? Yeah, I, I would say definitely a huge goal of mine right now. Um, Burberry, I'd really like Ooh. to shoot for. Yeah, I, last year I went through just a bunch of potential clients. I was like, because I want a very clear goal. I was like, who do I want to shoot for? And Burberry was one of the first ones that came up. Um, as far as, as publications, Vanity Fair, I think is top of the list. Mm -hmm. um, Vogue <laughs> would be great. Uh, you know, not just Vogue, but like, um, you know, Vogue Arabia, mm -hmm. Vogue, you know, there's all different mm -hmm. kinds. Um, so that would be cool as well. But yeah, I think Burberry is top of my list right now. And maybe that'll change, but yeah. So our next question is from Instagram is from Rid One Cater, and they want to know what is the best way to start learning to retouch. Mm, I would say, I mean, right now there's so many sources out there, um, and it depends what your budget is. <laughs> you know, if you have no budget, which a lot of people starting out don't have a budget, I would say go to YouTube. There's so much free content out there um, that'll walk you through every single step of how to retouch, and you know find quality content, <laughs> find the right way to retouch, as we were talking before, do's and don'ts. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of really fantastic instructors out there who are putting out that free content that you can follow along with. Um, if you do have a budget, you know, you can up your quality a little bit. Uh, there's a lot of tutorial companies, um, you know, ProEDU, Creative Live, Sue Bryce. Um, you know, I, I would say that's a fantastic way as well to buy one of those tutorials, learn from there. Um, or really, if you want to up it even more, um, get an in-person in workshop, you know, uh, depending on what route you want to go. I mean, the tutorials are great because you have them forever. Mm -hmm. um, but with in-person, there's a lot of people who need that one-on-one -on -one kind of interaction and can ask questions and all of that. So, yeah, the three things, YouTube, free, um, tutorial, or a, a workshop mm -hmm. would be my recommendation. Nice. I think for from something I, I tell people is, Look at the image, find out exactly what you want to do, and look that up. Yeah, yeah. And then the next thing, and the next yeah. thing, because it's hard just to go to learn how to retouch. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like learn how to retouch what? Yeah. It's so. Yeah. Diverse. Mm -hmm. It could be so many things. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Cool. From AKS Grams, they want to know 
how do you pick a color palette? They also complimented on the contrast in your images. Oh, yeah. That's sweet. Um, a color palette for before the image or after or both? Let's, let's do um, both because I think yeah. you had some good thoughts on each. Yeah, I, I would say before the photo shoot, something I do is I location scout first um, and I find exactly where I want to shoot if I'm doing on location, let's say. And there's a really handy app called Adobe Color mm -hmm. and you can hold it up with like the camera and it'll show you the primary colors within that environment which is really cool. So you can take that and then be like, okay, let's say my primary colors in this environment are green, right? Um, and depending what kind of color route you want to follow, you know, if you want it to be complementary colors or you want it to be triadic, um, you can then choose your colors mm -hmm. based on that. If you want to go down that route, um, you know, obviously there's there's no rules in photography and if there are, they can be broken. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, that's something that's really helpful. Um, yeah, and I would say maybe plan your shoot, kind of the themes, the colors, the mood, make it all consistent within there. Mm -hmm. So there's that for doing it beforehand. Mm -hmm. um, and as far as color grading goes, at least the way that I color grade, I kind of, I like this very like rich, moody kind of feel. Mm -hmm. So oftentimes I gravitate towards dark greens or blues within my image. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think, I think that's a lot of my color grading. Mm -hmm. I tend to stay away from like, I think I used to, do a lot more purples mm -hmm. and I'm moving away from the purples mm -hmm. <laughs> into the greens and blues but definitely cooler colors for me mm -hmm. um, and I think when you're color grading one of the things that's really helpful that I do is I remember the feel of the image mm -hmm. when I was taking it mm -hmm. and also my mood board what do I want to portray what mood is this um, and then use colors that match that mood so I think that brings together your image pretty well. Well, thank you, Emily, so much for being on our show today. Thank you, guys. This is yeah. so much fun. <laughs> for those that aren't following you already, can you tell them where to find you? Yeah, I'm on Instagram at underscore Emily Teague. So E-M-I-L-Y-T-E-A-G-U-E. Uh, Emily Teague Photography on Facebook. And my website is Emily, E-M-I-L-Y dash Teague, T-E-A-G-U-E dot com. Nice. Go follow her now. Thanks, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Photo Work. Don't forget to leave a review and subscribe. And what else? Tell a friend. Tell a friend. Tell